0: All right, everybody, happy Friday and happy football season. It is here, but we are a hockey podcast, so we are going to be talking about some hockey, especially the Colorado Avalanche. Welcome to the Lockdown Avalanche podcast, along with my man Shaggy Von Doom. I am Chris Maselli, and on today's episode, we're going to have a little bit of fun with stats, and mainly stats that involve Wayne Gretzky, And Nathan McKinnon. Now, there's very few people that can catch Wayne Gretzky in anything. Alex Ovechkin has not a shot to do one of them, which nobody thought would ever happen. Uh, But just for fun, what would Nathan McKinnon need to do uh, average-wise for the next 13 seasons for him to be 40 years old to break some of these Wayne Gretzky records? They just show you how insane they are. We're going to talk about that we have some listener questions to get to and because it is opening day for football we kind of were maybe taking a page from them and what can the nhl do we've kind of discussed this a little bit in the past but we're going to discuss it again what can the nhl do to kind of have this big spectacle for their opening night like the nhl does all of that it's going to be a fun friday let's do it
1: your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And for those of you who are listening through your iPod or Android or iPod, wow, they don't make those anymore. <laughs> your uh, Zoom, Yeah, your Zoom. <laughs> Turn it sideways on the Zoom. Uh, your iPhone, or listening it in your car, you and you're not watching on YouTube. Our man, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, there is sporting none other than a Denver Broncos Tim Tebow jersey. I mean, I love that he converted. Let's you know applaud for that that he moved over to the good side. Uh, but I, you know, going Tebow right off the bat didn't go Elway, didn't go TD didn't go anybody back from that era maybe you know even like uh steve atwater or ed mccaffrey you went tebow and you're wearing it in solidarity right now that that that's a nice one yeah
1: uh he actually like pulling the curtain back like everybody on social media knows i have a son with down syndrome and tebow spends a lot of his time with the down syndrome community so
0: Real recognizes real right match made in heaven. Right. Exactly. That's awesome. Uh, Thank you everybody for tuning in on this Friday episode of locked on avalanche. Always appreciated that you make us your first listen of the day. Check us out on social media outlets, LOP and underscore avalanche on Twitter, locked on avalanche on Instagram questions, comments, concerns, and opinions. Go to locked avalanche at gmail.com and follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe and get notified when a new show goes live. All right. We said in the opening, uh, we figured why not have some fun? And you know, Wayne Gretzky is the god. <laughs> he is the great one. And when you really look at his his stats, it just it's <laughs> it, I mean, we're not breaking the mold here. I mean, we all know it's it's insane what he did over his career, but what's fun is what we're gonna do and take Nathan McKinnon, who is the Av's. Best offensive power out, best, you know, he's their best offensive player. And we're going to kind of like look through kind of Gretzky's big stats. And we're going to assume Nathan McKinnon plays another 13 seasons, which would take him to the age of 40. So we're just going to go an even number 40 years old. What would he need to average in these different categories for those 13 years to pass Wayne Gretzky? Do you think it's going to be an easy go of it? I, I, Honestly, with Gretzky's
1: numbers that he posted there, you have to look at them. And like you mentioned Gretzky's numbers, like I kind of just laugh. It's Mm -hmm. everybody knows he just puts up just ridiculous numbers. And we're seeing, you mentioned Nathan McKinnon being like our offensive powerhouse. It took him at least three or four years to get to that level. And Gretzky seemed to be out of the womb. Putting mm-hmm. up 90 goals a year. Yeah. So it's it's
0: interesting. Very interesting. I will save one that I guess could be possible. Mm-hmm. Um to the so end. you're saying there's a chance. May I mean very, very outside, but maybe we, we shall see. Um, but you know, all right, we'll start this off with just straight goals. Um, obviously. Gretzky's record is 894 that could be broken by alex ovechkin remains mm-hmm. to be seen um Nathan mm-hmm. mcKinnon as right now has 242. so he needs 653 goals to pass Wayne Gretzky do you have any idea what that would need to be to average out to for the next 13 seasons
1: For the rest of this stat breakdown, everybody realized I was homeschooled in Alabama, so the (laughs) computer takes a minute to boot,
0: but my goodness,
1: like over the next 13 years to catch up with Gretzky,
0: he's got to have, he's got to average at least 70, 80 goals a year. No, it's not that much. I mean, it's, it's a little bit lower, but it's, it would be like 50.2. So Hmm. 50.2 goals per season for the next 13 years which is ridiculous considering uh, Nathan McKinnon's highest ever for his career high for goals is 41. So he's never touched 50. So he would need to start now and do that for the rest of his career. If he plays another 13 seasons, which that, you know, that that's crazy. It's crazy. And And even when you think of that, then you start thinking of, what Ovechkin is, is near. And you're like, good Lord. Like, you know, you just kind of make you kind of look at that and you respect him a, a little bit more as if you don't already.
1: Yeah. And it just, it, it speaks to Gretzky. And like we talk about it all the time. Like the game has shifted to like skill and like specialist players and like Gretzky in the eighties was putting up 92 goals in like a season So for him to do that in his time frame to where the equipment's changed, the players have
0: changed, the style and the game has changed. They could do it. Sure. (laughs) Most goals in a season. Gretzky has a record of 92. And like I said, McKinnon's highest right now is 41. So he would need to double his highest total ever plus 10 goals. Plus. Yeah. Plus 10 goals. 11 goals. Because that would bring him to ninety three. That's crazy. He, I, needs, he needs to yeah, wrap your head around that. As as much as we see Nathan McKinnon scoring all the time, he would need to double his goal, just his goal output, plus another eleven. Out of control.
1: We're just going to have to shift the offensive mindset to just feed him the puck, and let's just let's just go with time. it, right, all the time.
0: Now, when you get to assists, and we know the incredible stat when it comes to Wayne Gretzky, he has more assists than anybody has total points. Mm -hmm. Um, So his total assists are 1,962. Nathan McKinnon has 406. So he would need 1,557 assists to pass Gretzky. How many assists per season do you think that would be for the next 13 years? uh, Probably at least 90 it's i'm just gonna round up point three. it's essentially 120 assists per season that he would need over the course on top of the- on top of doubling his goal per he, year well that that would yeah exactly <laughs> so he needs to double plus his goal output and then he so i mean he would be having 120 plus uh it, so say he had well, that was that was for most goals in a season. So, say he had a season where he had 120 assists and then 93 goals. That's you know that's your second ever 200 point player in the NHL, a likely. Orry McCarr. Yeah, <laughs>
1: we won't be talking about you anymore.
0: Um, that's crazy. That's just absolutely ridiculous. To have, you need 100, and again, I keep going back to like we see Nathan McKinnon scoring just all the time. He, what's his highest ever for assists in a season? Um,
1: oh god, he's going to start this. He had going into a contract year, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, so he he had 58 assists three years in a row in 17, 18, 18, 19, and nineteen twenty, And then this last year, he had 56, so he almost touched that again. Again, he needs to double it plus some bonkers. Um, playoff assists Gretzky had 260 and Nathan McKinnon right now is at 93 so he needs 168 so the way I kind of broke this down was his last four playoff appearances Nathan McKinnon for assists he's had 11 7 16 and 7 so let's say he has 10 assists for the next 10 post seasons That won't even be enough. That'll still be short.
1: So you're Uh, saying we got to go back to the playoffs again?
0: (laughs) Yeah, he would need another 68 after. he. So it's just, I mean, you look at these again. It's nuts. It's nuts. Um, For the heck of it, overall points. Gretzky at 2,856. Nathan McKinnon right now is at 648. He needs 2,209 to pass Gretzky. I'm not even going to make you guess on that. (laughs) He would need 170 points per year for the next 13, over the next 13 years or each year of, of 13 years, 170 points for a guy that hasn't touched a century mark yet. Come close. I, I hmm. you don't, you don't
1: even see those numbers today with nope. the flashy names, like not just Nathan McKinnon.
0: So 170 points a year. Yeah. And Gets it's a different it, game now. You know I mean? It's a different, yeah, I get yeah. all that. Um, points in a season, Gretzky had 215, that equates to about 2.6 points per game. You know, 2.6 a game, every game, 82 games, very tough to do. Here's one that's possible. If we're going to have any of these that are, you know, it it could happen if McKinnon just continues a a really good play and the Avalanche continue to be a good team. Playoff goals. Gretzky's record is 122. McKinnon right now has 41. He's 81 behind. His last four playoffs, he's had 13, 8, 9, and 6. So, again, if we're going off of 10 years, could he conceivably have eight goals each playoff for the next 10 years? That would give him 80. That would tie him. You know, that one. That's
1: doable. That's doable, especially with how this team's constructed. Right. You you feel like this is not just a playoff team, but a deep playoff team for a while.
0: I mean, you say it's doable. I mean, obviously, health comes into play. You have Mm -hmm. to, you know, he has to be healthy through all of this. That goes without saying. The Avalanche need to be a good team, continue to be a good team, and make the playoffs and make deep runs. Yeah. Not necessarily the Stanley Cup every time, but, you know, minimally second round, third round. You'd like to see second or third round at least uh, because he's a playoff guy, McKinnon. Um, that, That one is... If you're going to say there's any record that is conceivable, it would be that if he's 81 behind, and he gets 10. Like I said, in the last four, he's done 13, eight, nine, and six. So he's kind of around that 10 spot every time. And for for measure, you're like, well, if he's got 41, where is you know Ovechkin and Crosby? Mm-hmm. Crosby for his playoff career has 71, and Ovechkin, for his playoff career, has 72. So McKinnon, who's played a lot less playoff games than them, is not that far behind. He's like 30 goals behind them. He's maybe three postseasons behind them. And they're aging out, and I don't
1: feel like they're going to have any more numbers to tack on to that.
0: Not really. I mean, you'll get a few more, obviously. I mean, you look at Ovechkin in 17-18, he had 15 goals in the playoffs. Uh, So did Crosby in 08-09. But, you know, they make the playoffs all the time, so they have a lot more to go on. But that one, possible. Possible. I, I feel like that one's obtainable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to know for probably another ten years, minimally. But if there's one that you can kind of keep in the memory bank for a little bit, maybe it's that one. Maybe we shall see. Look out, uh, Wayne Gretzky! We're coming for we're, you. We're coming after you, Wayne. Um, <laughs> let us know in the comments. Yeah. Any any other? Because you can go to like NHL.com and look up the Gretzky stats. It's just a, a page that just goes on and on and on. All of this dude's records that he has. If there's any that stick out for anybody, not even if McKinnon can catch it, but it's fun to kind of just add up the numbers to see how far McKinnon is away from whatever record, Uh, throw it up in the comments. Would love to see it. Yeah. All right. Uh, We're going to hear from Bilt Bar, and then we are going to get to a few listener questions. And then what can the NHL do to take a page out of the uh, NFL and have a must-see opening night? But first, Built Bar and BuiltBar.com. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. I think that's a direct quote from our good friend Kyle Sullivan right there. You're he's right. A, <laughs> he's a puff head. I think they were, uh, you, you're, you're like a stay puffed. is Yeah. Well, as, yeah.
1: as soon as you mentioned uh, Built Bar, I was like, let me see what they got new. I Like I have their Instagram saved.
0: It's like it's like the morning routine when you wake up mm-hmm. in the morning, brush your teeth, shave, check Built.com, see if they have a new flavor up. Like we said the other day, they had that maple bar flavor for BYU. Oh. Somebody made a comment uh, in that show uh, on YouTube saying like they they live in that area and go, and it is everything is cracked up to be, and it made me want it even more. So yeah, I asked him how can he send me one. <laughs> um, I don't know if he's responded to that, but maybe the closest I'll get is the the built. Cougar bar. I think that might be it. So you have to go to built.com. Try all the delicious built bar puffs. Try all the regular built flavors. Mm -hmm. They're only 160 calories and a whopping 15 grams of protein. They they taste great. They're great for you. Everything about them is fantastic. So go to built.com. Use the promo code locked on 15 to get 15% off of your order. Once again, locked on 15 for 15% off at built.com. All right. Uh, Always good to do some listener questions. So we had uh, a few of them up over on Instagram. And um, you're wearing a jersey, so we'll start with that one. Someone flat out asked us, what's our favorite Avalanche jersey of all time? Um, I went with, and we both did. I said, well, let's not put up their everyday jersey. We'll just go, Mm -hmm. you know, third jerseys, one-off jerseys. What was your favorite?
1: It has to be the reverse retro from last year. Um, just incorporating everything Colorado. And the first time the Avalanche have acknowledged the Nordiques. So mm. it just was the perfect storm for a perfect Jersey. And they knocked it
0: out of the park. Yeah, I agree. I think that's uh, that's definitely high up there for me. Um, for me, I, I my favorite is the outdoor game against Detroit. And I remember... Checking now we were saying we check built.com every day. I remember just checking Google every single morning yeah. to see if the announcement was coming of what jer- what that jersey was gonna be. And I remember they did it at course field, obviously, because that's where the game was played. Landiscog was there, uh kind of uh, fashioning it off. And it was it was I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Some people don't like the huge numbers on the side, but i I'm huge. I, I like that. I think that's a great mm-hmm. touch. Obviously, they they did that. Because they're playing in a baseball field, so some people way back in the stands kind of want to know who's on the ice. But I like that look. I just like the sea. I, to me, I, I love that. Um, And it's one of those things where it's like, I want them to wear it again, but I also don't because like the Nordiques one, it, the one-off just makes it a little bit more valuable. To yeah. Me, so it, you,
1: I don't even think you could buy the reverse retro now. So people like are saying
0: was. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go, you know, black market, I'm sure you can do that, but um, yeah, I don't know if it's available on NHL.com anymore or NHL anymore. So, um, this comes from a, a good friend of ours who shall rename name, re, remain nameless, uh, teams you're most wary of teams that scare me right mm-hmm. now,
1: <laughs> Carolina to a degree, Mm-hmm carolina to a degree when it comes to the west yeah there's it's it's hard to make a case for a team in the west but carolina's starting to scare me i know that was a youtube comment the other day if they could keep that team healthy yeah they might be a problem
0: i gotta see more for like they're a great regular season team like what can you do in the playoffs um you made it a good distance last year, but, you know, you got to... Are they becoming, like, the the Colorado Avalanche? Yeah. Where they can't get past a certain point? I don't know. We'll have to see. But they're a very good team. Can they put it all together? Uh, possibly. For me, I, in the East, um, I think the Rangers are, are a very good team. And everyone wants to think that, they, you know, they'll ne- they're never going to win it. But Toronto is a very, very good team. And people think like, oh, the hex is real. And it's like, well, you know, that stuff wears off. Go talk to the Boston Red Sox. Um, Once they move past that first round, I'll start taking them
1: seriously. I'm not saying hex or curse or jinx or anything for Toronto. What, Like you mentioned, like Carolina being a good regular season team. That's how I view Toronto. Like they could get it done in the regular season and put up great numbers. But when it comes to the playoffs, they fall apart. once
0: they can figure that out, then I'll start taking them seriously. Well, it's very real. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they're go a good team, but it's in their head now and they, they can't deny that, that it isn't. And for the app, you know, if, like the avalanche got past it. They ended up winning it. I think they think they do. They have to get past the first round yep. and then they will feel no pressure. The rest of the playoffs, yep. none. So I think they can do it. Um, but everything has gone wrong for them and take your pick of a first round. But they're a good team. Can't deny that they're a good team. In the West, Calgary is a, a good team. And this is one of those things where it's like, yeah, on paper right now they haven't played a game together. The hockey season is so long that they'll, they'll figure it out. They'll, they'll get good cohesion, if not right off the bat, yeah. uh, within the first month or two. They will be just fine. They're a scary good team. They they really, really are. So them and then within the division, we talked about this not that long ago. I still think St. Louis is a good team. And yep. St. Louis is going to be hungry. They're a little ticked off on how they were uh, kicked out last year by us. So uh, I think those are the two teams to watch in the West. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with the St. Louis pick a 1,000%. All right. Um, any players on the chopping block going into camp? Which, no, I don't really think there's anybody not at this point. Um, and any players ready to make the jump to the NHL? So, we kind of talked about this a little bit about you know, maybe players who could like step up, but maybe he's talking more of any of those Colorado Eagles that could kind of make the cut. Sampo, Sampo Ranta. I'd love to see that.
1: That's, I feel like he had a little bit last year. Um, I, this just feels like, especially, and you mentioned like the chopping block. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is JT's put up or shut up year.
0: Yeah, I, that it, that won't be now though. You know what I mean? Like
1: any it, he any, could so be he's yeah, asking he's, any
0: players going to chopping like into camp, so they're not going to get rid of him. Going like they're going to give him the opportunity for this year.
1: I feel like the magnifying glass is going to be on him all the way up to the trade deadline, even more than it was Perfect. last year. where we talked about Berkey, um, Jost, and JT. Mm-hmm. Like JT, he's left. He's the only one left. The magnifying glass is on him. If he sure. can't step up and uh, get into that um, into that 2C, then what, what are you sticking around for? Like we can build
0: three and four. Well, I wonder if they, they give him the chance up until the trade deadline and if it's just not working out, just put him back down in the bottom six. I think they're happy with him down there and then go find – uh, a trade uh, you know s- something to trade for to fill in that spot that if he's not pulling the weight for it move him back down but a team might want him as part of a trade package and yeah i think that would you know i think the Az would probably do that by then but if nobody wants to pick him up in a trade throw him back down the bottom six where he's just yeah. fine down there
1: yeah there's no yeah. current avalanche player in danger of losing their job going into camp
0: not at this point no unless a massive trade comes around up to them and and they can't say no to it but yeah that's not gonna happen uh you know for me i definitely want to see ben myers what he can do um we've talked about him after getting those few games at the end of last year was huge for him now he can go into this year with a different state of mind not wondering what it's like to be out out on the ice in the nhl he know he's got a little bit of a taste so interested to see what he does and Kind of how we're throwing around JT Comfer and, you know, it's kind of like put up or shut up. Maybe the same can be said for Martin Kout. Oh, yeah. So much was expected of him. Yep, yep, yep. And we thought a couple years ago when he, when he kind of finally got brought up, played a handful of games with them, looked okay, Uh, but they brought him, you know, they, they sent him back down. I think he came up for injuries, and I can't remember for the life of me who was injured. They eventually send him back down and he just has been marinating down there. Yeah. Um, how you were talking about like sample rant, I'd like to see him definitely, but cow don't count him out for for this uh this training camp. He might surprise some people. It's we'll about see. time. We'll see. Um, and finally, player you despise the most to this day, Jordan. Bennington
1: (laughs) I why is that oh you know it's I just don't like the blues uh, he he does not make a case (laughs) for why you should like him unless you're a blues fan and even he makes it hard for blues fans to like him yeah so and it's not
0: even you know um things that he's done against the avalanche it's just you know if you're just watching morning highlights and it's uh, the St. Louis Blues. You're kind of watching to see, like, hey, did Jordan Bennington do anything stupid today? Uh, so it doesn't even have to be against the Abs. It's kind of why, like, you don't know, you, you hate guys like uh, Brad Marchand? Yeah, like, we see him twice a year, but you see all the knucklehead things that he does throughout a year, and you're just like, I can't root for this guy.
1: You could laugh at Marchand when you're when Binnington's going after Devin Dubnik, for goodness sake. You're like. Mm. What are you trying to prove here? Like, what what are you winning here? Uh, Like, you could kind of see the mind games Marshans playing, exactly, and you could kind of like laugh and be like, okay, if that's how he's got to play the game, but Bennington just goes off his rocker and throws water bottles and throws sticks and acts like whines and cries. Like, Like, there's
0: no forgiving. Nope, he acts like a child. Absolutely. Um, for me, I just will never for the rest of my days living will be able to forgive Todd Bertuzzi what he he did what he did to uh Steve Steve Moore just completely inappropriate completely uncalled for um you you when you do something like that intentional and that ends a guy's career you get zero sympathy from me yep you know if something happens where you're making a hard play and 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 that ends a guy's career you don't like to see it, but you were making a hockey play or you're making a football play, yeah. whatever the sport is. Uh, to do what he did is is cowardly, yeah, for so many reasons. Um, so yeah, I have there's, there's no love there for for Todd Bertuzzi. Whatsoever. Never will be. Never will be. All right. Uh, last thing we want to get to is. What the NHL could do, and kind of uh, pulling from the NFL and seeing as it's their opening day on Thursday, which is kind of new. Um, they've been doing it for I don't know over a decade, but um, they have the Super Bowl winning team play Thursday night. Thursday night has now become a a full eighteen week thing for the nfl you never got thursday games until thanksgiving yeah um in the past so now like they they the nfl want wanted themselves to be a a league where you you get it more than just sunday and one game on monday and they threw in the thursday thing players seem to hate it uh i don't think the nfl really cares because they're always going to get viewers but they, you know, the opening week they throw the Super Bowl champion on against a really good team. Mm-hmm. It's not just a, a puff game for the Stanley Cup, uh, or Stanley Cup for the Super Bowl winning team to start the year one and zero, as you were seeing in, and we're recording this as the game is going on. Um, but it's the Bills and, and the Rams, so everybody's eyes are on that except for us because we're recording because hockey's better. Um, wh- kind of makes you think like, can the NHL do anything like that? to get a bunch of eyes on opening night puck drop. I got some thoughts and I know you do. I have, I
1: have two solutions as well. Mm -hmm. Um, One kind of copying this method, uh, putting your Stanley cup champion, move the winter classic or a outdoor game to your first game.
0: I remember you mentioning that. Yeah. Put your Stanley Um, Cup
1: champion outdoors against, um, put your, the first team eliminated in the East. Um, and just make it a spectacle, like, hockey's on, fanfare, outdoors, cool environment. Like, get going that way. Show off your champion, and kind of show off your sport a little bit, and make it a spectacle, because come on, who wants to watch Von Miller like, come on, Broncos country! We're in this together <laughs> right now. Who wants to watch Von Miller right now? We just watch the Rams and the and the Bills for goodness' sake. Because it's football, it's on. Like, yeah. like, let's 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 pimp the game a little bit. Like, put the Stanley Cup champion out there outside. I mean, it doesn't go wrong. You're going to get eyeballs on that. I uh,
0: I think it's a good idea. My my only uh, worry with that is because it's you know early um october depending on where that that team like if it's florida you can't really do that you can't put an outdoor game like it say tampa one you can't start a opening game in tampa in october outdoors every if if you had it at a neutral site somewhere up north okay
1: they have the Hall of Fame game for preseason football outside the Hall of Fame. Go to Toronto, mm-hmm. right outside the Hockey Hall of Fame. Hey, show we actually have a Hall of Fame. We don't really talk about that much. Have it right there.
0: Yeah, maybe have it at the same location every year. Yep, have it in Canada somewhere every year. This is where the first two two teams are are opening up the the season. You're gonna get some angry fans, like home fan bases, because that's you know you're messing with season tickets and stuff like that when you do stuff like that. Um, But I think the NHL is in a position to be like, we need viewership more than anything. I'm sorry. Uh, It it, it probably won't fly because even, you know, that home team is going to want that in front of their, their home fans. It's tough. It's a tough scenario, but it's an idea. Mm -hmm. It's an idea. It's outside the box. Um, You'd have to really kind of figure out how, how it would work and the logistics of it, but it's something it's thinking outside the box. What, I think what should happen is, just like the NFL is having one game, the NHL should have one game. The NHL should have one game, and it should be the Stanley Cup champion against someone. If you just want a rematch of the Stanley Cup, do that. But it's kind of annoying me that opening night is a doubleheader with the Avalanche, the second game, that starts on the East Coast at 9.30. I, I have issues with that. Yeah. You have is I think it's the the Capitals and the Bruins. I think are the first game. Why? Why is that your opener? Explain yeah. it to me. Other than Boston's an original six team, and I always use air quotes when I say original six because don't get me going on that because they're not original six. Um, but wh- why did why do the Stanley Cup champions get bumped to? the later time slot and opening day. I don't get that because nine thirty nine thirty third nine 30 is when, when the, the coverage starts, that's mm-hmm. going to be a, a half hour minimum 45 minute, maybe even an hour uh, production to, to raise the banner, to have all of, you know, everything going on, all the fan for that day. Game's not going to start till quarter for 10, 30 on the East coast. And for the East coast fans for the avalanche, that's annoying. Oh I so yeah preachers of the choir here brother. Oh uh, I know that. I know that. But I uh, just people just watched the uh, a Stanley Cup and just like they just watched a or the last the last memory that they have of their sport is the Rams winning a Super Bowl. It's a no-brainer to put them on for the opening week when there's only one game on. Why the NHL doesn't do that, I have no idea. You know,
1: and the the second idea I had, you're gonna to have to close your ears, Chris, because mm-hmm. it, it it dabbles with the original six, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um watching well, okay. But, uh, go ahead. Watching the game tonight between the Rams and the Bills, I was like, I just saw the Rams. Like my last vision of football was the Rams, and now I'm seeing mm-hmm. them as the first. So I'm just like, eh. Like, even as like not a Rams fan, everybody else is like, eh. Mm-hmm start it with a hockey day um, kick off your season and just have three games between the quote unquote original six, whatever rotation you want to do and just have a all day
0: all day thing. that would be fine. I have my issues with calling it the original six, but I understand I understand uh, you know what that means to mm-hmm. the NHL you know and, and that is you can sell that yeah you know so uh, that I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. Uh, not at
1: all that's your opening night just call it hockey day in america or opening day and Mm -hmm. then just have three original six uh games between the six teams
0: let them play that's fine that's completely fine but you need to do something like you you have you have washington and boston whatever that's just a game and then you have you have the avalanche and the blackhawks still doesn't make sense going to be one of the bottom two teams in the league i I don't think there's anybody that really wants to tune in that's not an avalanche fan or a blackhawks fan to watch that game and if they do they're tuning in to see the banner go up and they're probably going to tune out yep but you if you put you know like you said do the original six thing or if you do something with the team that won the Stanley Cup, if you put put them back against the the Stanley Cup, the team that they face in the Stanley Cup, I think yeah, this, that that you know, I, it I know, it'd little, be like, well, oh, they just played. It's like, but yeah, but you would you'd get to see that team that lost come out and try to avenge that. Yeah, and with that, game.
1: and with that original six opening day, you get your hockey fix. Like hockey's back, baby, and then yeah. here comes the rematch of the Stanley Cup right. the next day. Yeah. And then it's it's fresh and you're like, oh, yeah, let's see how this goes. And it keeps building on it throughout the year because yeah. 82 games, you got to keep that interest going somehow. Yeah.
0: yeah. The the original six games would, would set the tone like mm-hmm. seasons back. And then you'd almost have like two opening nights like them. And you can rotate those te- rotate those games. So you're not playing. It wouldn't be the, the Rangers and uh, the, the Canadians like every year. Nope, You can maneuver them around yep i I think uh, that's a very smart idea
1: it's the equivalent of a thursday sunday nfl opener
0: yeah i like it what do you guys got uh throw them out in the comments because uh i I think having an opening day that gets people excited across the fan bases like across the league's fan bases would be huge Mm -hmm. um so throw them out there in the the comment section what do you got Uh, all right it's gonna wrap it up for today and for this week and another week closer to opening day preseason is right Still. around the corner right around the corner um and they have that rookie camp that the Az released all the uh, the rosters for that maybe we'll talk about that next week mm-hmm. uh but until then enjoy the weekend enjoy the first week of uh the nfl gotta wait an extra day with the broncos on monday night but i think we're kind of used to that so all right, thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, we'll catch you next week, and thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. He's Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. Enjoy the weekend. We'll see you next week. Go Abs. Go. Yeah.